someone writes a um <laughs> like a New York Times opinion article on me about how um I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it so much. This is an associates. We are not CEOs. We are associates. That's what we Hello and welcome to episode one of season two of And Associates. I'm one of your hosts, Preston Everlin, along with your favorite host, Carson. Thank you for joining us in this new year where it is certainly not a new us because I just <laughs> fucked up the audio and we just had to completely redo our intro and it took a nice 10 minutes. So we're just rolling right into 2021. Being perfect. Um, with that, Carson, what corrections do you have? Um, so I decided to give myself a solid pass, and everything that happened in season one, I'm just going to leave it in season one, and I don't have any corrections then for this first episode of season two. Perfect. And I originally said ditto to that, but, you know, and then I have the correction of me breaking all the audio. Um, however, it seems to all be working right now. We'll see when I try to put this together, if it all comes out all right, and if they get an episode tomorrow. Um, but with that, Carson, do you want to... This is fine. This Listen, is... here's the good news. No one knows that we're planning on coming back on January 4th. That's true. So if we fuck it all up, <laughs> we'll just push it back a week. It's fine. It's, look, it's all fine. We're doing fine. Um, Carson, do you want to play us into the weekly reveal and see if we actually make it through this time? Eat, skirt, eat, skirt. <laughs> we're so hip with the U's. Um, so we're going to be talking about the uh, COVID-19 vaccines. And uh, I'm going to have Carson just take it away because she is the expert. She is a medical expert. You should take all her advice. <laughs> yeah, like like Dr. Jill Biden, I have an MD. <laughs> We're the same. Uh, okay, just to be clear, she doesn't have an MD. Um, but, but, but anyway. You do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. She's the one without it. Uh, I went to the medical school of um, learning how to put band-aids on things um, by myself. Perfect. (laughs) All right. So um, I would say that what's most important is doing your own research and understanding. So this is a whole big new thing, um, SARS-CoV-2, right, Um, COVID-19, so scientists were, you know, tracking it and trying to get all the data and creating a vaccine for it um, at warp speed. Um, but what's important is that while they're working on understanding it, we should also be working on understanding the implications of the virus, the implications of taking a vaccine, getting a vaccine, getting vaccinated, not getting vaccinated on our own. So we just wanted to bring some of the information to you and hope that you'll do your due diligence and continue to look into the information. So I guess understanding like 
how like a vaccine or what it does. Um, the goal is to teach our immune system how to recognize and fight the virus that causes COVID-19. So both the ones that are going to be available in the United States to the general population that are currently available to healthcare workers, um, the Pfizer and Moderna. So both of them use mRNA. Do not ask me what that is or what that means. <laughs> well, Carson, you know I took AP Biology in high school, right? Oh, so are you also a doctor? Well, no, because that's the only class I ever failed. <laughs> and so... Oh, no. Let me tell you, the mRNA is different than something, but I couldn't tell you what because, again, I failed that class. So anyway, that's just my two cents on that. <laughs> Well, as we all know, mitochondria are the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> anyway, um, so what what I learned was that, and a lot of this is literally pulled straight from the websites that I looked at. I did not even try to paraphrase because I was like, I do not know what I'm talking about. So coronaviruses have a spike-like structure on their surface called an S protein. And so the vaccines give the cells instructions for how to make uh, this, how to like mimic that, how to give a harmless piece of an S protein. So once you're vaccinated, then your cells start making those protein pieces and put them on your cells and your immune system recognizes that the protein doesn't belong there and starts fighting them, building an immune response and making antibodies. And so, like, that's the goal is to have antibodies to fight it so that if when you do get it, um, you can fight it and you won't get super sick with it and you won't transmit it to other people who would also get super sick with it. So does that all make sense? And I swear if you say no, I don't <laughs> I don't know what else to yeah. say. Yeah, no, I think I think that was perfect. Because I think, so to bring it to a metaphor, if I can try to make this a metaphor, let's say we're putting a puzzle together and someone brings in a puzzle piece that doesn't isn't part of our original puzzle, but it fits into our puzzle, into a puzzle piece. So like, let's say that's coronavirus and we're like, oh, we don't want this puzzle piece. And so the vaccine is finding like the correct puzzle piece from our correct puzzle that we put in so that that wrong puzzle piece can no longer fit into our puzzle. Yeah, and I just want to clarify, and this also comes from Jessica Milati Rivera, who is a science communicator. She has the credentials, um, but that some people have been worried about the vaccine altering um, their DNA. And that's like literally not possible because of where it goes in the cell. Mm -hmm. Like it just, there's like the, the inside part that has our DNA structure, I guess. And, um, it does not go in that part. Like it's, it's just not allowed in. Yeah. So, it's um, like no entry. there's, there's right. There's a huge bouncer at the door <laughs> and your fake ID is not working. Perfect. So, high, um, high tech security. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's it's not even remotely possible. So if you're on your list of like, should I get the vaccine or should I not get the vaccine? If one of the things is 
alter DNA question mark. Go ahead and cross that off. Yeah. Because uh, that's not a possibility. It's not going to happen. <sighs> okay. Oh, but what if I want it to alter my DNA? <laughs> <laughs> to what? Like, what do you want to alter your DNA like, to? Like, I don't know. To give me, like, super strength. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, but I think that you've been watching too many of the Captain America movies. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they have something that can do that. I'm not sciencey. I have no idea. But I just know that this is not... The vaccine is not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So what we're what we're going to have access to eventually, I've already named them, but is Moderna and Pfizer are the two like big names. And I'm kind of like, oh, I should have invested in um, Moderna or Pfizer earlier. But oh, well, missed stock opportunities. Um, but both of them have really high efficacy rates, which is awesome. Um, it just means that, uh, well, it mean I think it means that you have a like a really small chance of getting it and trans transmitting it. Yeah. Um, well, we don't know about so, the transmitting yet. We know about getting it. Well, oh, we don't. Yeah, Every, at least everything I've read about. The vaccines is that ever the efficacy rate that that we have down so like the moderno has 94.1 percent and pfizer has 95 is for not receiving the virus like that means you as a person cannot get it, it it's not you have a 95 percent chance of not spreading it to other people okay yeah um that makes sense. So, and that's the thing too, right? Going at this quick of a pace, uh, people are really concerned about its safety and whatever. It is very safe, but we don't have a lot of the data to say things like, oh, like it won't be transmissible or whatever. So one thing that I've been hearing is it's still important to, um, you know, wear your mask mm-hmm. and physical distancing and things like that because we're still working through a lot of the logistics of what's actually going to happen um but the goal is herd immunity so um at least we have the vaccines at least we're rolling them out um the two different vaccines are similar in age groups one thing that um is important to know is that um they both require two injections so you get one and then three weeks to like a month later, you'll get a second one, like a booster. Um, And again, this is all like pretty new. So there's not a lot of data on like what happens if you don't get the second one. So it's just important to try to, to, to follow through and do that. Yeah. Um, Well, cause that's, and that's, what's important. Those efficacy rates are for people who have gotten both of the vaccines and have followed through it. Well, because obviously they were part of the studies. But that's where those rates come from. They don't come from a person only getting the first one. Um, Because, and I I think we were going to talk about this a little later, but I think now would be a good time to bring it up, that there have been a few reports of uh, healthcare workers getting COVID-19 after getting the vaccine, but they got it after the first dose of the vaccine. They hadn't gotten the second dose yet. So, and again, with a 95 and 94% um, 
efficacy rate, there's still going to be people that get it. I mean, that's not, it's not a hundred percent. So it's, 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 mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's not just like the flu vaccine because the flu vaccine only has like a 60% efficacy rate or whatever, um, which do not quote me on that. Cause that's definitely not the right percentage, <laughs> but it's definitely like lower than 90%. <laughs> Once again, we are medical <laughs> yeah, doctors. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I so I hadn't heard that about the healthcare workers. Do you have like? Can you speak more on that, or is that you just have like a brief knowledge of it? I've just seen reports. Um, I mean, like articles of like I think CNBC and stuff had posted um, healthcare worker test positive for coronavirus after I can I can start I, let me look one of those up real quick um go ahead and yeah well and before uh, anyone freaks out too much too uh there has been not that I'm saying that like you're sourcing bad information but there has been a horde of misinformation throughout the entire existence of this virus and it has been awful to sort through Um, Because it's one thing if, like, you or I, like, do something where we see something and, you know, maybe we're lazy and we don't, like, check it or source it or whatever. But, gosh, if the news media doesn't quit (laughs) sending out this information without checking it and just giving us reliable information, I would rather wait. I would rather wait. Like, I'm, I'm not that impatient that I can't wait for reliable information um so just having them like pause and take a step back and really make sure that what they're sending out to the public isn't fear-mongering or anything like that i think would be really important in turning our united states response to the virus around Mm -hmm. um but i'll go ahead oh so it was a san diego nurse that tested positive uh for it uh, eight days, no, excuse me, six days after getting the vaccine. Again, this was the first vaccine and then t- tested, um, or excuse me, okay, so never mind, I read that wrong. It was eight days past because it was, so, okay, <laughs> let me start all over. <laughs> this And this is from ABC7 in someplace, San Francisco. Um, and so San Diego in Southern California, a nurse began showing symptoms of COVID-19 six days after getting the vaccine and then tested positive two days later. So eight days after getting the vaccine. Um, and the, But then the article goes on to note that doctors um, tell the reporters that after the first, first vaccine shot, it only gives you about a 50% immunity, um, which doesn't even kick okay. in until, so this is important, doesn't kick in for a week with the Pfizer vaccine, and that's after the first shot, and two weeks with the Moderno vaccine. So even yes. that that first, that, that's just important to know. And that that's one thing with, with all these vaccines, and I mean, you've already stated this, but even after you get it, it doesn't mean, or even after you get both of them, but especially after you get the first one, it doesn't mean that you're like just high and dry, like ready to go out and start partying and stuff without a mask and right. all that stuff. Right. Well, and I think a lot of people also believe that, so like some people have believed this surrounding the flu vaccine, right? Where you, uh, you know, you go get the vaccine and it 
makes you sick, quote unquote, makes you sick. Um, which is, that's not the case. That's not how they work. Like, um, you, if you get sick, like you would have been exposed to it, you know, before getting the vaccine, like you have to give time for the vaccine to enter your body and your system and go through and do its thing. Like it takes time. Um, so probably the nurse was exposed, um, before she even got the vaccine too, it would be my guess, but, um, because I think it does have like a seven to 10 day period or window where you can be like exposed to, I think initially they said two weeks, but, um, Oh, and I, I may have, anyway. I may have gendered the nurse, but it was a man. Just so I, I think I did. Oh, wait, did I say that the nurse was a woman? You said she. But I also think I said she, so, but th- then I just saw a picture of him and his gender noted, so. Woo! <laughs> I just, we already have a correction for next week. We are so, we're so, look, <laughs> note it, people, make note. Let's cancel gendering people in 2021. Like, Can we not? <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Well, okay, so another important thing I guess I want to know is that as of right now, the, the vaccines that are being developed and um, sent out to people have only been tested on um, basically adults. Mm-hmm. So one of them says 16 and older, the other one says 18 and older, um, but I've not, I personally haven't seen any significant studies or information on um, vaccines in children, no. uh, COVID vaccines in children. Um, so that I think is something to be on the lookout for, uh, especially if you are a follower, loyal listener with children. Yes. <laughs> so, but again, like that's what we're saying. That's what we're promoting here. We're, we're trying to bring some information to you and have a conversation about it. But I think ultimately what we're promoting is, um, do your own research and be your own advocate. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. No, that one, 100% do not. God, please don't take what we're saying as gospel. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> so, Someone's like taking notes. They're, they're like, okay. They, they go to their doctor and they're like, I heard on this podcast about these efficacy <laughs> rates. Can you, can you confirm it? They're like, was it a doctor podcast? And they well, they said they were medical experts. <laughs> Someone writes a um, like a New York Times opinion article on me about how um, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it so much. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, um, <clears throat> so right now the vaccine. Um, is not available to everyone. Do you know um, who it is available to right now, Presti? I believe, or at least, I just know, like, based on what I've heard in Ohio, healthcare workers and, which includes um, uh, 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 nursing home, 
<laughs> nursing home employees. <laughs> I could not think of the word for, and I almost said something that was probably going to be offensive to um, the elderly, and I was like, don't say it, don't say it. But I didn't say it, and now I just noted what I was almost about to say. But I didn't say it. <laughs> well, now, now I kind of want to know what you were going to say. Old people's home. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> But like I mean, so, they're old. So we are both sexist and ageist on this podcast. On this, well, on this on this first, we're starting season two off hot, folks. We are coming in hot for we're coming Rushing in hot in. for all genders and all old people. Next Let's up, just the youth. Another group. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. Okay. Yeah. You are. You're correct. Um. So the the first people that they wanted to get it out to were healthcare personnel and um, long term care facility residents and people who worked at long term care facility, which I think would also like um, be grouped under healthcare personnel. And the reason for that was because they so with the healthcare personnel they are um, constantly in contact in theory with the virus, um, so they want to vaccinate them and keep them safe and what part of what we're running into with our issues with the hospitals is not just spacing but all of these um requirements about um temperature and coughs and fevers and testing and things like that which are good um but they are putting a huge strain on um the people who are operating the facilities because um, if you have, you know, 10 people out on your staff of 50, that makes it, you know, really tight. People are, you know, pulling doubles and overtime and all of these um, crazy hours who are, they're already overworked, in my opinion. Um, you know, I'm talking about typically like nurses and doctors, but, um, yeah. and, and anyone who I, have who's a, a friend who works in a hospital as like a nurse or a doctor I honestly feel like they're overworked and we just don't treat or operate our healthcare system the way that we should but anyway um so that's why we're wanting to vaccinate them I think it's important to vaccinate them so that they are um protected from the virus and able to keep coming into work although <laughs> I guess it's kind of a catch-22 uh, because then they're like, well, you can't get the virus. So, you know, now you're going to have to pull, you know, 80 hour weeks. And, Come on. And work more. And... Right. Exactly. Yeah. While we're still working on getting everyone else vaccinated. Um, but and and the other thing that's interesting, too, I suppose, from both medical standpoint and legal standpoint, is that they the question of um checking who's been vaccinated mm-hmm. so because of you know i guess i guess hipaa um i i don't i don't know really what it would fall under um but like there i guess i don't know what do you, like what do you think about because i know that there are some people who are choosing who are healthcare professionals who have chosen either not to get vaccinated or not to immediately get vaccinated or Whatever, I just, I know that 
as soon as I have the opportunity, I'm jumping all over it. Well, but um, at, at least here in Ohio, Governor DeWine had announced about a week ago that 60% of nursing home employees had refused to get the vaccine. Oh, okay. 60% had refused. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Wow. Um, yeah. So I don't know. What do you think? Do you think people are scared to take it or? I, yeah. I, I mean, a, a lot of what I've heard, and this is, I mean, this is from people who um, I, I, I think are, are whatever, well-educated, whatever. But I think there's a fear about how quickly that it was developed. And a lot of what mm-hmm. I'm hearing from people, at least, I mean, from people, it's like three people have told me this, but um, is basically like they're going to wait to see what happens with the people that get it, <laughs> which I I understand, but also uh, that's going to slow down, um, I mean, reopening and all that stuff, because if we all just wait to see what happens, like, and, and I think one of the hard things to, to, to fully comprehend is, um, or I guess one of the issues in the past with vaccines is that misinformation and um, the, mm-hmm. the, the U.S. government specifically has not done, I mean, and we, we've talked about this on, on multiple podcasts, but the messaging behind COVID-19 has not been... Um, coherent and has not Mm -hmm. been um like of singular focus and so Mm -hmm. that's one reason that the the i think the um the i mean at this point a majority of people who could get in ohio have have refused to um Mm -hmm. and I, I, i that's one reason that like you see now um politicians getting it um, you see, uh, like Dr. Fauci getting it all on TV to try to build up that trust for the vaccine, right? Like, even like Mitch McConnell right. got to fucking get the vaccine, even after you know his shit. Um, I have I have mixed feelings about that, honestly. Well, it's one of those things where so it's 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 a double edged sword, right? Because it's. It's like it's like Ted Cruz getting it, or like someone who was. Uh, who, Ted Cruz is crazy. I, I can't with him. Um, but like it's 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 those people who have basically denied COVID nineteen was happening the whole time, and then them getting the vaccine, quote unquote, like before us. Um, but it's also because, let's be honest, they're reaching people that we would never reach. And so if they can convince the people that they've already convinced that it was fake, that now it's real because they're getting the vaccine. Like it's, it's that it's, it's, it's the catch 22 of, I'm going to keep saying all these phrases um, because I, I, I can't, I like, because it's so infuriating to see the pictures of them, but it's, it's, it's literally like, it's the, do you, do you want to do you give it to the people who fucking deserve it um, and who want to take it? Or do you give it to the people who, like, need it um, because of, you know, they, they're they working in healthcare facilities and all that? And it's, it's, 
it's a, it's a, the, the, again, it all goes back to the, the messaging from the beginning. And I will say the, the rollout of the vaccine in terms of, um, the CDC's guidelines for like who should be getting it in the first round and all that stuff that has been very clear. Um, uh, so it's, it's, like, I'm not expecting to get it any time before basically spring, because... Yeah, for sure. Which, like, I mean, the moment I can, I'm going to, but, uh, again, I, I... It's it's so hard... Anyway, that... I, it's just... It's, it's frustrating to see people who have been denying or who have not taken it right. seriously the whole time um, getting it before other people who deserve it like like healthcare workers who have been working mm-hmm. uh nonstop to to fight it and that sort of thing so I, I, it's definitely frustrating but also i'm of the mind of like if it convinces even 10 more people to get it that wouldn't have gotten it otherwise that one person getting it is better than them not getting yeah. it yeah well, and the CDC made the recommendations for, for who's getting it and what priority um, based on decreasing death and serious disease as much as possible and preserving the functioning of society. And despite, like, every bone in my body wanting to deny that he is a piece in it, Mitch McConnell is kind of key to the functioning of our society. Um, yeah. He's also a huge dickwad, and I'm so upset with him right now because he said, I, this is like off off topic a little bit, but I can't not mention it since we're talking about him. He said, I'm going to read this verbatim. The Senate is not going to be bullied into rushing out more borrowed money into the hands of Democrats' rich friends who don't need the help. Um, and this was about the stimulus and the debate between 600 and 2,000. And honestly, Mitch, fuck you if you think I'm rich or friends with any of the Democrats. <laughs> like, I just I'm not either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Mitch like writes me a letter. <laughs> this episode devolves into us just going after Mitch McConnell. Look, you little turtle, you fucking give us the goddamn money. <laughs> Come here, come here, you little turkey neck. You little, just gonna <laughs> gobble you up. Um, anyway, sorry, so, so much. No. Um, okay. Can, so okay. Sorry. Can we can we go into the U.S. as compared to other countries? Because I think this is uh, that. I mean, we we we've basically kind of already gone into that, but some of the issues that have come out um, with those or yeah, is, is there anything? Did you? Oh God. Did you hear about the what happened in Wisconsin? Yeah. Yeah. I So I, so <laughs> in Wisconsin there was an intentional distraction of nearly 500 doses of the vaccine. I that's unfathomable. Like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I cannot believe that that happened and just to think like there are so many people like us who are ready and like waiting to get vaccinated and they just intentionally destroyed those like 
I putting your thoughts aside, like I, I really I think that as a, a healthcare worker, you should support and understand the science behind vaccines and be promoting it. But even if you're, you know, out here believing that there is some, you know, something about this vaccine or whatever, then you're destroying other people's chances to get it when it's already like we're struggling to produce it. We're struggling to get it out to the number of people that we're trying to reach. Like there have been a lot of logistical issues. We don't need any added things like leaving out close to 500 doses so that they aren't kept at the temperature that they need to be. Yeah. I'm I'm not even going to add anything because you, you hit all the points. I would just be restating everything you've just stated, which is... I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. Like, I, I, there's, uh, uh, I mean, luckily or not luckily, rightfully, the person has been arrested. So, um, they, there are some countries that might not get the vaccine until twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three, which is crazy. But that is so rude. That's a slap in the face to all of those countries. Ugh. Oh, so rude. All right. So, so what else, um, do you have about United States or do you want me to go through some stuff? Um, I, you feel free to go through some stuff. Um, yeah, go ahead. Hit it. Okay. Um, so our goal was to, uh, vaccinate 20 million by the new year (laughs) and, (laughs) We um, are only at 2.7 million, um, so we're just a smidge behind, but that's okay, it's fine. <laughs> Basically at, like, 10%. <laughs> um, well, and the thing is that, like, a lot, there are a lot of logistical issues. So we get the vaccine, we get it developed, we get it um, mass-produced, we send it out, we you know, confirm places that have proper storage because it has to be refrigerated at, like, crazy cold temperatures. We have all of these things, right? But then there is that, like, final piece, which is a huge piece, which is, like, just actually administering it, like, and getting people vaccinated. So, and one of the many things is that what they're asking people to do is take uh, the first dose and stay on site for like 15 minutes just to make sure that there aren't any severe reactions. Um, so that pro- provides this huge hiccup um, because you have to keep, you know, depending on where you're giving it, if it's outdoors or indoors, you know, a certain number of people, you still have to consider that like, you know, the virus is still out there. Like we still have to be physically distanced. We still have to wear masks. We still have to all these things so you can't just have you know 100 people waiting while 100 people are getting the the vaccine like you just you can't do that unless you have a space big enough for it but i would say most places aren't um big enough for that so and and then it just becomes a timing factor timing issue so i think we'll get there and things will smooth out um so it's nothing to be super worried about i don't think just yet um, and I think the logistical issues were to be expected. So, 
Um, not to mention, you know, the regular, like, we had back-to-back holidays and um, bad weather and things like that. So yeah. we're, we're fighting a few different things on that goal there. And, and it was a lofty goal to begin with. It was right. a stretch. So um, the other thing it, that I wanted to mention was that um, there are different vaccines that are being developed. Um, so, for example, like India is using AstraZeneca, um, which and, and I guess the only thing to note about that is that it is probably going to be a cheaper version and it only has to be kept at normal refrigeration levels. So I think that that is good news for um, more like developing countries and just places because i don't i don't know the exact temperature but moderna and pfizer like those vaccines have to be kept crazy cold had you heard about that well the pfizer one does the moderna one isn't as cold as the pfizer one but um yeah no the pfizer one for sure um has to be kept at like negative something degrees um Yeah, which, like, several facilities don't even have access to. That was part of the logistics, was figuring out which hospitals even had that storage availability opportunity, whatever you want to call it, uh, because there were several hospitals that don't have rooms or places that cold because it is just a crazy cold temperature. Um, And then I think the... Another notable thing is that Israel has um, vaccinated a larger share of its population than any other country. Um, So, but I don't know. Some of it seems problematic. I started looking into it, but, um, and you would know more about the, the, the whole conflict side of it, but because of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, yeah. there are some issues about, like, who is getting vaccinated. Um, but I didn't That's understand, like, a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, I haven't looked at that at all. Like, I... It's awful how how intra, introspective I've been in terms of only paying attention to U.S. crap right now because we have so much crap going on. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Well, and to a certain degree, I don't think we necessarily want to consistently compare ourselves to other countries. I think it's a good, like, um, thing to look at, like, hey, what are other countries doing? Or, like, just to be in the know a little bit, have it in your periphery. But we, it gets dangerous when you're like, oh, well, like, this country is doing only this or only that and especially if you're not doing adequate research or you don't understand all the different um implications of what's going on right um but it seems this is this is a pandemic so inherently it's a global issue yeah right so i think that to some degree it really is important to know what's going on in other countries Mm -hmm. Well, that's when um, travel and stuff is going to actually be allowed again. Once, yeah, 
the and that's some of what I was talking about too is like checking whether or not people have the vaccine right um you know there might be some self-reporting I just I don't know if well I mean other countries can do what other countries can do I don't think the U.S. would necessarily do it but I guess I don't I'm not sure but I just don't know what is ethical as far as saying as far as you know saying you can only visit this country if you've had the vaccine um, I don't, I don't know. That's, I think that's a tough question, tough ethical dilemma. Um, real, real quick, just going back on the temperature thing, I found it. So the Pfizer needs to be kept at minus 70 degrees Celsius. Um, oh, I don't even understand that. I can't comprehend. Yeah. Well, I don't know how cold that well, is. Well, NPR notes that this is colder than winter in Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> But then Moderno, um, the vaccine needs to be frozen too, but at only minus 20 degrees Celsius, which they know is, oh, is yeah. like a regular freezer. So, mm. so the Moder- It is? That's what NPR is telling me, and I don't mm. full. I feel like it would be more understandable if it was in Fahrenheit. Right. Even then, I'm not sure I would fully comprehend. Stop giving us this non- American degrees. <laughs> I'll never forgive the United States for raising me in a Fahrenheit and inches and foot world. <laughs> Literally, though. Um, because it's... It, yeah, it's one of those things where I'm just like, hey, hey, come on, America. And also, inches and feet make no... Like, I mean, like it makes sense because we were raised with it. But like centimeters and meters, it just makes so much more sense in terms of oh, absolutely the math behind it. But you know, we're we're Americans. Inches and feet is like, you're right. Like it doesn't make any sense. If we were cavemen, yeah, it would make perfect sense yeah. because it was based off of like you know the average man's foot size or whatever. Who knows? Right. Um, my foot, by the way, is nine point two five inches. In case you were wondering, <laughs> I would. I was, I, uh, I was definitely wondering that. Um, side note, I, I found the Fahrenheit equivalents. So the Moderna one, <laughs> minus 20 degrees Celsius is minus 4 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's not oh, too okay. hard that's to imagine. Bad. No, no. That's like really cold, but not like horrible. The Pfizer one is minus 70 degrees Celsius, which is minus 94 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> I'm cold just thinking about it. Um, sorry, that was just my... Uh, no, thank you for um, telling us what the... So that we can understand. Our friends who listen to us in um, Ireland and France <laughs> and all those other places be probably like, oh, you have long since understood. Right. And now they're like, what? <laughs> but anyway. Um, okay, so I want to mention to like the safety of uh, the vaccines. And I think at some point you were talking about efficacy and and we've mentioned several times about just sort of briefly about trials and things like that. So um, the United States Food and Drug Administration granted emergency youth use authorizations um, for, for both of these vaccines. Um, and they only granted it because they were shown to be safe and effective determined by 
data. So just if there's a time to trust things and sources, it's when there's data. So they have data demonstrating that the known and potential benefits of the vaccine outweigh the known and potential harms of being infected with the virus. Um, and so it just is really important to, to look these things up and understand it. And I think that um, the, the CDC does a pretty good job of having like their website laid out so that you can go through these questions, boom, 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 boom. So if you, if you or someone in your life is wondering, like, should I take the vaccine? Um, go look at some of these sources, encourage them to take the vaccine um, after looking at these sources to understand, like, yes, it is safe. Yes, you should take it. Mm -hmm. This is um, what we need to do to achieve, to, to, like you said, to open back up. Yeah. To, it, you know, if, if we're going to run a capitalistic country, we're going to speak to the economic benefits too. Um, so it, it's vital to us getting back to a place where we can exist in harmony. But I mean, let's also normalize like taking sick days from work yeah. and wearing a mask when you're on um, congested public transit. Um, and things like that. Other countries do a good job of this. I think the United States, for whatever reason, doesn't. But I'm actually pretty used to wearing a mask at this point. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, I, I feel like now I have plenty of them. And I'm very used to it. And it's been sort of normalized over the past almost year. That um, I definitely will especially when I have a cough or something, we'll be wearing one. But I also will be intentional about taking sick days and not going out when I'm sick, even if it's just the flu, quote-unquote, just the flu, which is also, you know, harmful and deadly. Um, I think that it's important to care about each other and take care of each other. So anyway, I think that... The only other thing I'll say, and then if you have anything else to add, Preston, just let me know. But um, I would encourage you to learn more about this. You, the um, listener, not you, Preston. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Preston, you need to do fucking research. Well, that's about right. Um, I would encourage you to learn more about this and make your own decision. And easy, good ways to learn about it is through what I found who I call science communicators on social media. If you're not using social media to benefit you and learn something, then I think this is, you know, maybe an unpopular opinion, but I think you're using it wrong. Um, so <laughs> you're failing at life. Go fuck yourself. You suck. 2021 is ruined. Try again in 2022. <laughs> um, so two of the ones that I follow I don't know her real name, but her handle is King Gutter Baby. K I <laughs> such a weird handle. K I N G G U T T E R B A B Y. Um and she provides COVID information almost all week and information about the vaccines and stuff. And I I believe that she worked like 
in a research lab like for a university and worked on development of one of the vaccines I think um so she's very very in the know and she's good at communicating the information without using a lot of technical terms so that I can understand it and then the other person that I seek information from is Jessica Milati Rivera and she's frequently on um the news stations they interview her um with some regularity asking her questions about covid and the vaccine and things like that and she is really again really good at communicating the information in a way that's digestible and easily understandable so and there are many many others those are just two i follow and two of my favorites and those are both on instagram um and then i would just say you know ask questions and dig deeper um especially when you're getting information from internet sources and look for peer-reviewed journal articles. You know, just because you find something that says it's a journal article, if it hasn't been peer-reviewed, it probably isn't worth its weight. Um, and then another just good website is covidtracking.com. And I think that hopefully Preston can link the sources that I have in um our episode description maybe yep okay that sounds amazing yeah um list some of these in there with that carson are you ready to go to walking and talking let's do it perfect what have you been reading listening to and watching over the past month that we've been away Um, well, I basically binged the entire series of Parenthood, and it has me all in my feels because it's a really emotional show about family dynamics and a group of adult siblings and their parents and then, you know, the grandkids, so several generations. And it as it's on Hulu. So I've been watching that. They're like six seasons. Is that the one and with then, uh, Laura like Gilmore or the actress that plays her? <laughs> yeah. I, what's, I don't know her real name, but yes, Laura like Gilmore <laughs> is in the show. It's funny because she is uh, very sort of sarcastic and witty and fast talking also in this show. So it seems to be sort of more of her personality trait than just a Gilmore girl thing. Um, and then if everyone is super interested in what I'm reading, which I know you all are, you can follow me on beta.thestorygraph.com and it's where I'm going to be tracking my books that I've read, the books that I'm going to read, books that I'm currently reading. It's kind of like Goodreads, but fuck you, Jeff Bezos. It doesn't benefit him whatsoever because he doesn't own it. He owns Goodreads. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's good to know uh, that's awesome. what about you what have you been um, listening to watching um, well, reading I, question mark I, 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 we know I can't read so okay. let's just skip those um, just kidding I did listen to so I listened to the audiobook of two books over break um, one was Barack Obama's book that came out um Mm. which was a very good listen to and would recommend. Um, I mean, I just, his, his writing is, is so good. And um, 
this is one of those instances where it's really good to listen to the audiobook because you're listening to his voice telling his stories mm-hmm. and stuff. So would recommend. Um, I also listened to um, the audiobook for Ready Player Two, which is the sequel to Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and um, really enjoyed that too. So um, <laughs> those are the two books that I quote unquote read slash. I listened to them, let's be very clear. <laughs> I did not read them. <laughs> um, and But in terms of watching, I've watched a lot of crap this past month. Uh, I mean, not crap. It's great stuff. But one or one that I want to definitely bring up is um, my tennis partner, who I've talked about in the past, like had the baby and all that stuff. Um, he recommended this show to me, and it's on... <laughs> sorry. Uh, or, sorry to Carson. You're welcome, Jeff Bezos. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, (laughs) Or Prime Video. (laughs) You apologize to me. I'm so sorry. Um, Dead. (laughs) It's it's called The Pull Jerks. And it's a... um, It's an English show, which I didn't fully know about until I started watching but so I think it was five seasons but it was one of those shows where I started watching I was like what the fuck am I watching and then I found myself binging it in literally a week um so mm. would recommend great drama great character development uh great acting all that stuff uh and then I rewatched workaholics which is just a stupid stupid show <laughs> um on Hulu um which is with, like, Adam Devine uh, from Mm -hmm. Pitch Perfect and stuff, uh, and, like, his uh, two buddies, uh, and it's just them working, and, like, basically they're in their 20s and they're fuck-ups, and it's just, it's a stupid show that's funny and worth (laughs) it. Relatable. It's like, yeah! Um, And then I watched, uh, so uh, on New Year's Day, I watched Cobra Kai Season 3 because it came out a week early, um, and I binged that whole season, and, uh, so I, it was very good, and I'm already ready for season four, um, and then I, <laughs> on Christmas Day, I watched Wonder Woman how you do a show where Broadway stars come to a small town and help someone and one of those Broadway stars is James Corden. Like, yes, he's hosted the Tonys and yes, he's been in musicals and stuff before, but one, there are literally, not millions, but at least (laughs) thousands of other Broadway stars that you could have chosen and you also, I mean, this isn't really a spoiler, but like he, you, you 
notice this and he, it's noted in the first five minutes that he's he's gay and um i was like there are again thousands isn't, isn't, isn't he heterosexual correct um, like in real life yes and this is one of the things that Ooh. <laughs> well and he he plays on some of and this was noted in some of the reviews that i read and i was like okay this is why i sometimes read reviews but um, that a lot of the um, mannerisms that he adapts for his character are stereotypical mannerisms of... No, 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 yeah. honey. Okay, um, I'm on your side. Yeah. I don't... That's not okay. Yeah, which, like... And other than that, oh, it was a great movie. <laughs> um, it was just one of those things where it was like... I, there's a whole subplot with him. Anyway, watch it, people. Let me know what you think. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he deserves wait is it a is it a scary movie no 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 it's a musical okay it's, okay. A, it's a happy musical. Oh, okay 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 all right um cool. final thing i'll talk about I'll is then. i started to watch sabrina the like sabrina the teenage witch i used to watch as a kid just because it was a funny like show yeah to watch and stuff. same same yeah well i started to watch the one on netflix like the remake which came out like two or three years ago but um, because I had Netflix this past weekend, because I was watching Charlie, um, I watch all the things on Netflix that I can't watch because I don't have it. Um, and so I started watching Sabrina. And oh my gosh, it's very good. It's just very different than the <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It's much darker, which like I had seen things about. Um, but yeah, I mean, they like really lean into like the devil and stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's really good. I've never seen the devil portrayed this way. I was like, ah, interesting take on the devil. <laughs> um, is it with, who's the who's the actress? What's her name? Is it Melissa Joan Hart? Oh, the the original uh, Sabrina, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is she in it? At least she hasn't appeared in the first season. I'm, I only made it to the okay. first season, so I think I'm going to end up getting netflix for january because i want to finish it because it was so good but also it was one of those shows that i could not watch at night because there were some scary parts (laughs) oh okay well then i won't watch it (laughs) yeah so uh but yeah anyways with that are you ready to go to yes bitches yes perfect um carson what what's your positive for the week Okay, I'm going to do my positive for the week, and then I don't know if you have one, but then I'm going to do my, oh, no. Oh, perfect. Because <laughs> I, <have> <laughs> I have one. Um, my positive for the week is that I got a Nintendo Switch, um, and no, it wasn't because Nintendo Switch decided to sponsor our podcast. Damn it. Send me one and review it. <laughs> they only <laughs> sent you one. <laughs> They like me. It's because I'm the favorite host. <laughs> uh, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, but I got one for for Christmas, and I play Just Dance on it all the time and absolutely love it. It's um, 10 out of 10. 12 out of 10. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Um, okay, should I do my oh no now, or do you want to do yours? Um... Yeah, you go ahead and do yours because I don't, I don't really have an oh no. Everything is just going perfectly in my life. Um, <laughs> slash, just kidding. All my oh no's will be probably later episodes because they are stories that <laughs> require whole episodes. So um, we'll talk about those later <laughs> after I talk through them with the therapist. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was gonna say all of my oh no's are like 17 pages long in my journal. <laughs> um, it's my whole life. Oh no, I was born. Um, <laughs> that's so depressing. My oh no is that I was supposed to pick an associate of the week for this <laughs> episode. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, that's fine, because here's the thing. Um, we didn't explain some of the changes that would be happening in our, um, our, our, our podcast structure, and that's one of them. So instead of doing a nonprofit for the week, we're going to do associate of the week, which you'll get your first one next week. This was just us mentioning it. So it wasn't an oh no, Carson. You were just teasing it. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See? Um, <laughs> anyway, my yes, bitch was just that I got to spend a night with you. That sounded... Nope. <laughs> Not what I meant. Um, what I meant was uh, I watched Charlie this past weekend, and so I was... Uh, this past weekend, for those of you who know time, um, was New Year's Eve, and so Carson came over, and because the house I watch is huge, we were able to stay basically 20 feet apart the entire time. Um, with masks on, um, and we just hung out uh, and actually stayed up to midnight, which I was proud of us. We also <laughs> Zoomed with a couple of Carson's friends, uh, and it was great to meet, um, well, talk again with one of them and meet the other one. I, don't, I guess, I don't know if I should say, I'm not going to say their name, unless you think it's okay. <laughs> no, oh, you can, it was with, I only have, I have three friends. <laughs> No, it was it was Ricky and Colin. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't think they don't care that I say their name because uh, I talk about and Ricky's been literally on the podcast. Right. Um, and Colin um, was who you met for the for the first time. And he is a very devoted listener. Yes. So it's it's worth saying his name. Perfect. So, yeah, I, I was like, I don't I don't know them well enough to say their names. But if you want to say them, Carson, then you can. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was great. We played some uh uh oh, what's it called? Jackbox TV. I won all the games we played, so I especially liked it. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was just a great night, and it was great to actually see Carson in person. I think that was the first time I've seen you in person for um a couple months. <laughs> It's been, yeah, it's been literal months. Yeah. I, I mean, the last time, I think, was when we went on a walk, um, but I can't even recall. Probably in, like, September or October. Yeah. Anyway, Carson, anything else to say to the people on this uh, first episode back? Um, take pity on us. <laughs> <laughs> say a little prayer for us, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, everyone. Have a great first week back from break. If you're coming back from a break or if it's just a first week of the new year, then have a great first one. And we'll talk to you on Thursday. Bye now. Bye.